Ladies and gentlemen, go to 10ktakesmn.com and check out all of our amazing merch today, including our 10K gritty hats. They're throwback style, purple and gold. We're stocked to the brim with these bad boys, so hurry up and get them while you can. And on top of that, we got a bunch of other merch representing the other sports teams here in the great state of Minnesota, including the Timberwolves, the Twins, and the Minnesota Wild. So go and check it out today and get yourself some merch. On this episode of It's a Bit... We're recording the day after Christmas, Depression Town, Christmas is over, the Vikings lost the whiteout game, we're being forced to watch the Gophers play in the Quick Lane Bowl right now. Uh, We'll talk about that Vikings game, we'll also talk about the Timberwolves still rolling, the Wild, everyone's hurt, but they're above 500. Then we're going to get into our bits of the week as always, and end the show by buying or selling people places, things like their stocks, so all of that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Boss Man, just joined by Wags. It's the day after Christmas. It's still gloomy and cloudy. Um, Everyone's dreading going back to work, and the Gopher football team is playing at this exact moment. In the most meaningless bowl game ever. I think we were talking before the game, like imagine like you have to skip one of your Christmases just to be in Detroit to play in this bowl game. That's tough, but there's a lot of there's a lot of Gopher fans there, which mm-hmm. which means a lot of Gopher fans spent their Christmas in Detroit. I'm actually, and I guess I learned this when I became a Gopher season ticket holder. Not a big deal. Not but a big the, deal. The fan base actually travels really well, and I yeah. actually never knew that about the Gopher football fans. So shout yeah. out. Well, like our friend Baldy uh, down in Baldy's tailgate in Lakeville. Um, he, I think he goes like every away game almost. Mm-hmm. He's probably at this game, no doubt, but. And then uh, you kind of you kind of do the the flip flop, right? So you know the Gophers or the Vikings hosted the Lions on Christmas Eve, and now the Gophers go to where the Lions play mm-hmm. and uh, are are losing to Bowling Green on uh, the day after Christmas. So you're right; they're at Ford Field right just, now. I didn't even fucking, know that. This is terrible. The uh, I always or I always said that this is unfinished business because if people don't remember, Bowling Green beat us in homecoming 2021. I think the final score was fourteen to ten, and what was one of the worst games I've ever paid money to be a part of and weren't, to view. Weren't we like a twenty-one point favorite too? That yeah, game? Yep, yeah, typical yep. Minnesota. So then they lost to Purdue the next year, and now God, you know, this is just this whole thing would have been better if Jake was here to talk about that loss and how he was like borderline suicidal, probably. But <laughs> um, all right, anyways, day after Christmas. Uh, the other thing I got to mention too around Christmas and all of that was uh, I, I think the funniest. Funniest thing I saw this weekend in the on the 10K page was Mike Brown's TV setup that he was watching games on on Christmas Eve. It was mm. it was clearly like his grandma's house. It was an old TV from 2007, probably one that I think my my brother might have had the exact same one when we were growing up in his room. And then it has all the like uh, China knickknacks on it. You got the picture. Yeah, I have the picture fold up right here. So what's there's like the glass. The glass like Santa Santa's on top. It's also like a big box TV, right? Yeah, it's not like a it's not a flat screen. It's this the TV with the fat ass the back. The built in right? VCR on the bottom. Yeah, that's how you know. 
<laughs> what is here, he? I'll try to I'll try to show the camera. Here. I thought I'll like I thought maybe that was but... an old photo, but then I see Brock Purdy's name on the screen, and I'm like, <laughs> shit, this was taken this year. There's a countdown till Christmas. <sighs> trying to see, is anyone commenting on the setup on this? Let's see. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess one Alex Micheletti. I love this. This is the TV you're watching it it's on. It's great. Yep. It's great. He he takes no shame in it. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. I mean, he's definitely that. That's Grandma's house, a hundred percent. That's Grandma's house, and it's a miracle that that thing still fires up. But let's talk about that Viking game. Oh. So, uh, Vikings twenty four, Lions thirty. Christmas Eve, you were there. Winter whiteout, I was there. I holy shit, something's going on next door. <laughs> yes. There's an incident happening. <laughs> see those? Guys, I don't know. I don't even know what those guys do. Yeah. See, we never. Um... I just smell weed, and I hear like robotics go. I think cool. they. Build robots or something? Yeah, we, we normally come in and record this at night, but it's uh, the day after Christmas. We both had work off, so we're actually in the building during the afternoon, and everyone's in the offices. So it's just been an experience coming in here today. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the everyone who has to work today is just around here. But anyways, yeah, so I, I it was part of my parents' Christmas gift. I brought them to the Whiteout game. I've always heard that you should buy tickets in even numbers, so I invited Jake. Jake, mm-hmm. Jake takes along with, with me. And, uh, and family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a must win game. It was not only for the, for the record, um, a chance at the division still, but then, um, Brock Faber, potential Calder candidate, potential Norris candidate blew the Gallahorn. No one even saw it coming. That was actually, that was awesome. That was sweet. What was the caption you put on that fucking tweet, by the way? I think uh, it's like Brock Faber got to blow the horn. It was just like the, yeah, the funniest yeah. caption. Well, it's cause I, it's cause it's like, I was I was already a little tipsy at that point, and I I never know how to spend spell the the Gallahorn word, mm-hmm. and I didn't have time to like look it up and do all that because you know it takes a half hour to post something in US. Yeah, State. the internet sucks. And I wanted I wanted to get on that quick, so I I just said the horn because I, I know it. There's a J in there. There's a few L's. There's a G, um, and then I know there's an H for sure. So I but I knew I was gonna fuck it up if I tried. So yeah. I just said he just blew the horn. Well, and dude, he um, whenever I picture Faber, I kind of just think of like someone who keeps to himself and a quiet dude. No, he owned the moment when he, he got was going it. out there. Yeah, you could tell he was a Vikings man through yeah. and through. Like it came out for sure. Yeah, it wasn't just like last year where you threw a couple guys from Sweden from the wild out there who you know didn't grow up watching football. Like Faber's from here. He's he's a lifelong Vikings fan. Like mm-hmm. you know he cares a lot and was happy to do that. So that was sweet. You see, Kirill was also there. Skulling. Was he? Yeah, he was posting on his Instagram story. And I stuff. did not see that. He might have been sitting next to you guys man he might yeah <laughs> well we were sitting up in the fucking nosebleeds because oh, he had lower tickets when you buy three tickets i made jake pay for his ticket but when you buy three <laughs> tickets before fees dude for that game they should not be allowed to charge people that amount of money for a team that's 500 that is now less than 500 yeah and um it is cool though going to a whiteout game i went to last year's one it and, was, yeah it, but um he's just never like like that and it's also really cool when like uh, the, they have all the fake snow falling yep. and it's also funny that like they're, they're blasting christmas music during it too yeah it's incredible they paint the field white they have all the cool branding all of the um all of the the walls like around the field like mm-hmm. the big I don't, what do you fucking call those things oh like the padded walls yeah like yeah. they're just their walls i, I guess, guess i just call them a barrier yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah so they're so yeah super cool so they, that was all painted white and it was yeah the snow fell it was it was it was super cool but um it was a must win and the uh, the vikings lost to detroit in what was a game that they once again could have won um four interceptions <laughs> nick mullins nick mullins 22 for 36 for 11 yards two passing tds four interceptions it probably should have been five there was one that could have happened oh, right yep, on in the front goal of line. Us yeah. in the beginning of the game it probably should have been five or six but 
I mean, Big Dick Nick is, is the thing is over. He has like uh, Nick Mullins has the Jameis Winston factor where you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. whenever he gets the ball. It makes for a very exciting and very fun watch. But, you know, when it's your team, it's actually the most stressful fucking thing in the world. Yeah, he didn't look hungover. No, he did the first. He looked like that first game. He just looked like so tired and dead. Mm-hmm. And at least he looked a little happier this time. But I think he's like the most lifeless. Yeah. Doesn't celebrate really. He just kind of he just kind of out there to ball. He just throws the ball. He, he looks stressed out a lot yeah. when he's out there. But I, when it comes to Nick, it's like I've never seen such a good, bad quarterback in my life. Because he was out there and he was dropping dimes at certain points. And then he was just... Like that last interception, for example, just an absolute duck yeah. when he didn't yeah. have to do it. When he had Brandon Powell wide open, you know, if you watch the replay of that fucking play, it's hilarious. Brandon Powell is literally jumping up and down and waving his arms like this, trying to get Nick Mullins' attention. He throws it right over the field, trying to win the game with, I think, 54 seconds left. Yeah. No reason to do that. Just no. hit your check down, keep playing. You do not need to force the ball at that moment. And um, it just goes to show we're missing Kirk and we're missing a starting caliber quarterback for sure. Yeah. Um, so the stories come out and I don't think anyone's surprised, but, uh, the Vikings are quote unquote, taking a long look at who the starter will be this, this week against the Packers New Year's Eve, which is probably going to be another expensive game for no reason. But, um, I mean, I think you have to go with Jaron Hall now just because it's like the, the season's over. It's it's done. And what sucks too is like by the time this podcast comes out, KOC will probably have made yeah. it. So we're just we're speculating right now. But Nick Mullins, we've given him two games to start here. He's turned the ball over more than he's thrown touchdowns. Like I know KOC says he's the best chance that we can like for, for winning. I, I disagree. Do you see the turnovers? Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And, and Jaron Hall played one drive. Now, let alone he got hurt on that drive because yeah. he tried to dive into the end zone head first. But oh, Bowling Green fumble. Ah, they got on it. Fuck. Well, it's a fourth down anyways. Uh, revenge game, Zane. Revenge game. We keep Un- forgetting unfi- that it's even on. Unfinished business. Um, but yeah, so, dude, j- just like just listen to this and like just think about it. We start the year with Kirk Cousins. Then we go to um, Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. Then to Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Then to Nick Mullins. <laughs> and then maybe, <laughs> and then maybe back. back to Jaron Hall. <laughs> At some point... We just have to throw Kirk with one fucking leg back in there. I, I think. He, he cannot. He, at least he won't throw four fucking interceptions. No, he can, but you know he can, that he for can sure. Check down on one leg. And I'm I'm looking at the stats of the game right now. I didn't even realize this. Did you see how many rushing yards we had last week? Seventeen. Yeah, it was bad. It was Seventeen. Bad. Right after everyone was saying Ty Chandler number one. But then again, they didn't really run it to him very often. And every time they did, he would just get stuffed. Yeah, eight attempts for seventeen yards. Then Madison two attempts for minus one yard. Yeah, so Madison is suddenly like playing again, and just no one talked about that. Yeah, and then like um, I, I think thought we, he was. I thought he was still hurt. I think we put him in too at a pretty crucial first down at the very end of the game, and he just gets stopped for yeah minus yards. It's it's not been fun to watch the ground game. I mean, the only thing that was remotely fun in that game was Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that was a blast he's, to watch. He's fucking back, and he can't he can't do it all himself. No, he's trying to. And then you had Addison leave the game with a high ankle sprain. You had TJ Hawkinson leave the game with a knee. You had Wanham leave the game. They brought the fucking cart out for Wanham. That was like, I think that was the nail in the coffin. Where it's like, okay, these injuries are not something we can ignore anymore. No, and everyone's getting hurt. It's not just a few guys. It's everyone in almost every position group. And I know it happens all over the NFL, but it's it hasn't been this bad for the Vikings in a really this long time. This is outrageous. Time. Were you seeing a lot of people were calling like, that's a cheap shot on TJ Hawkinson. Did you see people saying that? Yeah, that was kind of. I thought that was soft. I, I mean, he, he it was a low tackle. Yeah, but I don't even really blame the defender because if he hits him high, he's getting the flag. Yeah. So it's like, what else is he supposed to yeah. do in that situation? The NFL is kind of annoying now. Um, yeah, it, 
I think that Nick Mullins would be a great quarterback if he could throw like if he threw to wide receivers who were like two percent slower. Yeah. <laughs> if the wide receivers were not as fast and he could he could comfortably throw behind them. Mm-hmm. Then he, then he might be the best quarterback in the league. Well, was it, it was the first or second interception when he the play that Addison got hurt. He was trying to bomb it to Addison, right? And if he just actually didn't underthrow the ball, that's yeah. a touchdown. That's, that's like an eighty yard touchdown. So yeah, yeah, he's just not a starting caliber quarterback, which really sucks because you do see the flashes in there. But he has that Brett Favre, Brett Favre mindset without being Brett right. Favre. Right. You can't you can't start a guy who just threw four picks. No. That's that's the that's, law that's the law of Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what got Dobbs sad. Exactly. The law of Dobbs. I love it. So bad, dude. So bad. Um what else? Uh we yeah, JJ, six receptions, 141 yards. Um yeah, you just can't help but feel bad for him. He he can't he can't do it all alone and even, you know, Addison going down and then Hawkinson going down. He yeah. basically had to put the team on his back, which he had that incredible play. I think on the last drive of the game was was that I was third, almost like a Buffalo West catch. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. He mossed two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you probably didn't see this on the TV. Um, they completed that pass where he mossed him. Uh, you know, on the very last drive, and um, the TV said fourth and one. But in in real life, you know, in person on the field, they gave him the first down. Oh yeah. But so it shows fourth and one, and it shows Nick Mullins going to the line and spiking oh. it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I thought we just gave up the game by doing that. But that was that was a terrifying moment for. Man. That would have been an all-time KOC play call. Like, you know what? We, we need to see what we have in Jaron Hall next week. Let's just have Mullen spike it, and let's just let's just end this. Let's get a better draft pick. Have you seen the Kirk highlight? This is when he played. They were called Washington Redskins at the time, obviously. But um, uh, he was supposed to spike the ball, and he, instead of spiking it, he needed it. <laughs> the clock ran out. They lost the game. <laughs> wait when was this this was like his first or second year starting in washington oh my (laughs) god hey people talk about the the shanahan system Mm -hmm. with are we sure that was the best system yes i don't think it was man god (laughs) no that's that's hilarious but i i didn't know that about the broadcast like showed fourth and one i was fucking freaking out man yeah that's that's hilarious and, and, and you know that would have been regarded just as well as the Buffalo catch if we just could have just went down the fucking field and won the game right, there, right? Right, And he had, was that was that Osborne that was right in front of the end zone that he threw it to on the last play that got picked? No, he was throwing to Jefferson. Oh, he, he was, was throwing to, to Jefferson, it to Jefferson who, was, yeah. who was open, but then he was, was open for a late, second. Yeah. And he was just thrown late again, and it, man, that was fucking annoying. Did you see the guy in the crowd who... Uh, was dressed up as Kirk wearing the sweatpants. Yeah, that was. He looks more like him than Jake. I think. I think. I think Jake's been beat. I think Jake's been got. <laughs> we were talking about before, like Jake just like with Kirk going down, he just doesn't know how to make content anymore. <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna do. What's he gonna oh. do? I liked uh, today, which is the twenty sixth. I'm recording this. He posted uh, the video of me thinking what the season would be like if Kirk Cousins never got hurt, and it was that dramatic ceiling shot. It was I really so, liked it. It was so fun to be at this game with him. Specific, well, because like on my one side you have my parents, on the other mm-hmm. side you have Jake, <laughs> and like every time Nick Mullins throws a bad ball, it's almost like the reverse Kirk hate thing. Like every he time, hates everyone he else. He hates everybody. He doesn't. He like wants to. He wants to like everyone else. But he was like, if Kirk Cousins, you know, he the vein pop and yes. the spit is flying on the poor people below us. If Kirk Cousins throws that fucking ball, that's a fucking touchdown, dude. I'm like, there is nothing we can do about this man being hurt. So your parents got to see the kind of spaz oh, yeah. Jake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they like it? Or? Uh, they thought it was hilarious. Okay, great. They, just like me, they just sit and watch mm-hmm. as he just he has two beers in his hands. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, man? dude. He was so upset. But 
I mean, yeah, like he's hurt. I don't, I don't know what else to do. But. Yeah, yeah, get over it, Jake. I mean, so the funny <laughs> thing with Jake is, I'm so he's been to five Vikings games this year. Um, the four games at home that he went to, they've lost every single one, and then the one in Lambo that he goes to, they win, but Kirk Cousins gets hurt. So I think Jake should just stay at home the rest of the season. So this, this was another hilarious moment I forgot about with Jake after the game. You know how everyone's just kind of shuffling down the concourse and everyone's packed in together just slowly oh, it's the worst slowly leaving. moving and you can hear everyone's conversations well obviously jake is like inebriated at this point and he's talking very loudly he goes i've been to five fucking games and i've spent over a thousand dollars here and i haven't seen a win yet and then i just start laughing hysterically and so do people around me i'm like you've invested a small loan into this team yeah and they, they've delivered nothing to you yeah and the funny thing is he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it every year for the rest of his well, life then he, so. then he, well then he goes zane wants to zane's thinking about going to the new year's eve game he goes i don't know if i'll go i'll go you'll end up going yeah he I will go, give it give it seven days you'll get over it you'll still think there's a chance and then you'll show up dude even, goes, even if i'm like not feeling the game i'll text him the night before a game you, you think about the game tomorrow and every single morning he's like let's fucking do it like yeah. he's always so well, down yeah i mean that that's always like after the bears game i said i don't want to go to another home game nope. after this like this year fucking stupid you got suckered right and then the whiteout game happened and i'm like okay this could be a great present for my parents it could be a fun day and then you end up fucking doing it i feel like we could spin the new year's eve game a little easier though because like regardless no matter what happens we're just gonna go right out afterwards yeah you can go to the bars watch the ball drop exactly yeah yeah. and even if they lose like you're probably just gonna get hammered anyways well and now now the now that the playoffs are pretty much not gonna happen at this point um i mean i think i saw i saw it 90 30 92 if they win the next two games i saw oh okay but was that are, the, was that the playoff generator thing? The, yeah yeah but like that's like are they gonna win the next two games right. probably not well if they can't beat now then again detroit are they going for the number one seed are they still in contention yeah for that? If, if the 49ers lose out and detroit wins out they can get the number one so they're probably not going to be benching anyone week 17 Probably not. However, um, I doubt the 49ers will lose out. Right, right, right. So I was going to say, because if, if the Lions end up like benching Goff and starters, then the Vikings could win that game. Yeah. And the Packers, I was just about to say, that game is now starting to feel like what Wisconsin-Minnesota was like, where it's like, all right, this is the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Chances of either of these teams doing anything is nothing. Yeah, there's this has been a disastrous season for both teams. But if you beat the Packers, you've won our Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Beating the Packers twice in a season—I don't even remember the last time. It's probably been five, six years yeah. since we've done it. So it's been you, a beat, long time. you beat them at your home turf. You know, the last game we played them ended in tragedy. Our best, our best player, our quarterback, Kirk Cousins, got hurt, and now you have a chance to. F- fucking beat the Packers on Chris on New Year's Eve. That'd be awesome. Do people just keep sharing that clip on socials of, uh, of Kirk throwing that last touchdown to Jordan Addison at Lambeau Field <sighs> saying this was the last time I was truly happy. <laughs> but like back then you're thinking this is the last time I was truly happy and it was the Minneapolis miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Since so the gra- grass is always greener, right? We, we can move on to a team that's actually good. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. do that. Last thing I have. Yeah. Um, did you see the... So, I, I think it's cool that the Lions won, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, or not that they won this game, but that they won the division. They haven't won the division in, like, what, 30 years yeah. or something. So it is cool for, for Lions fans that they get to celebrate something. But uh, the funniest thing was the uh, the fan who was – the Lions fan, he was, like, in by, like, a busy interstate or a road. First, he caveman – he goes, NFC North Champs, baby, caveman, caveman's two beers, which if you don't know what that is – you bust two of them together, Stone Cold Steve Austin style, and hit them on your head, and they explode. 
And then he pulls out a jar of like blue Kool-Aid, which was probably vodka infused. I thought it was coolant, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been could have been fucking coolant for your car. Just dumps it all over his face. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Yeah. And you can't even be mad at them. Like they let them have their moment. Like they've you know, you know, we know as Minnesota sports fans how horrible things can be sometimes. Feels good to win one. It does. It does. And you know what? I don't think the I don't think the Vikings were ever gonna go for the division anyways with this roster maybe if kirk was playing we could have won some of those games we'd be a lot closer but mm-hmm. the, the north was always going to be the lions i think for a while once kirk went down and, yeah, and packers stopped playing good i do just want to point out though like the vikings destroyed the 49ers okay with with yeah. kirk. so that's all i want to say that's like that's like when the gophers beat iowa mm-hmm. they did that like that was cool yeah if we don't if we don't make the playoffs we can we can say especially if the niners win the super bowl well the vikings kicked their ass on monday night football like there's um I, are, are they really the Super Bowl champs? Exactly. And um well if the 49ers t- if they win the Super Bowl this year, it would be the first time that Kirk Cousins has beaten a team and then that team's won a Super Bowl. That'd be nuts. Yeah, cuz they call it the Kirk Cousins curse. If you right. lose to Kirk Cousins, you don't win a Super Bowl. So And people say that we need to get rid of him. That just adds no, Yeah, we have the curse maker. That just adds more to it. Um I did right. see really quick before we move on that yeah. one stat that um like if we lose the last two games and all this other crazy shit happens, we can't actually get as high as the fifth overall pick. Okay. So I did see that, too. So, so there are people back on Team Tank again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's just lose out. Let's put in Jaron Hall. I mean, actually, if you want to lose out, you, make, you want to keep Nick Mullins in. Or you throw Josh Dobbs <laughs> You in. throw Josh Dobbs Dude, back in there. There was a point during the game after Mullins' like, third pick. Because his third pick happened, I think, right after halftime or something. Yep. And I just tweeted out a picture of Josh Dobbs. And I said, it's time. <laughs> it's time <laughs> was, to get weird. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played in a few weeks. And then people were like, oh, he's not even activated yet. I'm like, I don't care. Figure out how to activate him. Throw in the Dobbfather. Let's redo the eyebrows thing. Let's redo the, the rocket ships. If we could combine Mullins and Dobbs into one quarterback, I think it'd be a great quarterback. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, on yeah. their own. Yeah. A little bit left to be desired. It's just this year has been such a roller coaster. And it is and it goes to show you, like when you have a good, stable quarterback who can consistently put up top, you know, five, top seven numbers, you want to hold on to them. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think every team this year has learned how important the backup is. I mean, mm-hmm. I know hardcore football fans would know how important backup a backup is, but I feel like even a lot of casual fans are probably like, Holy shit. Well, look at twenty seventeen if we didn't have case. Yeah. Right. 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 So all right, yeah, let's oh, last thing. One last thing. Uh, Tyreek Hill wants to be a Viking. I know that's an old clip. Apparently, he grew up being a, a Vikings, Vikings fan. fan. Yeah, That's kind of sick. Yeah, that is awesome. People say, like, the Vikings are popular worldwide. Well, they, they are. I think it's um, especially a lot of young wide receivers because of the Randy Moss, Chris Carter era. And now, um, future AJ. generations because of the JJ mm-hmm. era. So, yeah. there we go. Super cool. But as you mentioned, there is a better team that we can talk about. A few of them, actually. Let's start with the Timberwolves. Two and one since the last episode. Um, Joel Embiid is a bitch. That is true. He's a little bitch. That's a true statement. Every single time he gets fouled, he's flopping all over the place, crying to the refs. There's no way that anyone actually... I saw a tweet that said there's no chance that this is anyone's favorite player, right? Oh, it can't be. It really that attitude? I saw... Is it true we got 40 fouls that game? Uh... Maybe I saw... Because I, 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 The main account tweeted it, so okay. I don't... <laughs> that wasn't me. It wasn't me But... Either. I do know at one point you hit the double bonus and then that's it. Like mm. you can just foul as much as you want. And yeah, but no cons- the players get kicked out of the game after six, but I think six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basketball guys. No, that was uh, that was actually like that's a game that um, when we lost to Philadelphia. Like you, 
if you show that to a non-basketball fan, they'll be like, basketball is the most boring sport in the world. Or it has the weakest people. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. I think the only person in the NBA that could survive in the NHL is probably Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, I saw a, Charles, <laughs> I saw a hilarious clip of dude, Draymond would succeed. Yeah, for sure. But I saw Charles Barkley just talking about like how hockey players will get hit in the face with the puck, lose multiple teeth, get stitched up, and they'll miss one shift and be back on the game. If, an, if that happened to an NBA guy, they'd be three to four weeks oh, out, yeah. right? And oh, yeah. there's a you should go and search it on YouTube. But yeah, Charles Barkley was talking about that. Well, really even funny. like, I know I know this guy is more on the bitch side right now of sports, but Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. if you watched quarterback last year, like how his leg was fucked up. And when Reed said he was, Reed said he was going to pull him from the game, he was like almost crying saying, yeah. no, I want to take the football. I want to keep playing. NBA players would be like, sweet. I don't have to play now. Yeah, some load man. Strip <laughs> club. Here I come. Chicken wings. Yeah. Hey, dude, the Wolves have been awesome. 22-6. and six, Best team in Minnesota. Best team in the NBA. Two games ahead of Denver. Yeah. And what, did they play tonight when we're recording it? As well? uh, they they played the... Yeah, do they play tonight? I thought oh. they did, yeah. By the way, the chicken wings reference. Do you remember the NBA player who left the bubble and said oh, he yeah. went to a strip club to yeah. get chicken wings? That's the bit. And that and that place uh, that place ended up becoming popular. Yeah. Afterwards, <laughs> like, we could try these wings. And they were like, dude, if you're horny, just say it. And he's like, no, man, they have good wings. It's like, I don't think that's why you went. Uh, no, uh, they, yeah, they play tonight. OKC. OKC. Josh awesome. Giddy, whatever happened to that whole thing? He's still is playing. He, is he good? Dude. Is he fine? Uh, yeah, well, so last I heard was that um, the woman and her family in question did not want to cooperate with authorities. Okay. And so there's nothing the authorities can really do. I guess do. that's a dub for him. I uh, <laughs> yes, it's a dub for His story Dave. almost blew over faster than Ant's. I feel like the whole Ant thing, I feel like that's yeah, just gone. Dude, it just dude, disappeared. If you win, people forget things. Okay, Jack? Yeah, that's the, uh, well, Kobe? Dude, <laughs> yeah, that is that Ray is right Or uh, Ray dude, Lewis? Uh, yeah, Ray Lewis for sure. Um, OJ's yeah. was more after his career, so he didn't really have a chance to outplay that. But. Family guy. They have so many bits ripping on Kobe. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I Ant has been playing great ever since. So I, it, I, I don't want to say credit to him for what he did, but cre- I don't want to be on the wrong side of this. But credit to him for having the resilience to overcome what could have been a PR nightmare. Yeah, somehow. Dude, he took it on the chin like a champ. Um, he took it like he had another controversy. Was it last year, or the year before? He was in yeah, like a, drove by a, a homophobic slur. Right? Yeah, he just yeah. yelled the Q word. Oh, which is like, okay. Which is, yeah, outside of a gay bar, which yeah. is, yeah, not a good look. No, yeah, but he he took way more heat for that one than this one. But he was just pretty much like, here's 100K, go get, get rid of it. Is well, what dude, we, and we talked about on the show last week, like, he must have been the first person in the world to ever put the word LOL after abortion. I know, right? I, when it's about himself. So I did, um, we were talking about it in a group chat, I think. And, um, when a 10 K guy was like, Hey, this is obviously a very, very bad look, but if you don't think this kind of thing happens to professional sports all the time, you're completely wrong. And and that is something I do agree with. Like it definitely happens with pro athletes a lot. This is very common. And the woman doesn't want to come out and say it because then her name is out there known. Like (laughs) this woman just was gladly posted all this shit. dude. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Okay. Now here's my first name, my last name. And I just got an abortion. I don't think that's, I don't think that's like face. Facebook friendly around Christmas time. <laughs> so it, 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 it's crazy. But yeah, I think a lot of the times there's, they either get, they either get paid off or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't want to have my name associated with that. So I didn't, I guess I didn't really look into the story that did she actually end up getting? One? I have no idea. Yeah, neither do it, I. Dude, it disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> he won. He's a winner. Which is funny because well, it, it's not funny, but uh, what's funny about the whole thing disappearing that fast is it, 
it is it still disappeared faster than the whole Zion thing. That girl is still posting stuff on how fat, how fat and bad at sex Zion is. <laughs> so like Ann's whole thing disappeared faster than Zion's thing, and his was way worse. It, it was way worse. And um, let's be honest, Ant is better than Zion. So yeah, he <laughs> is. He's a lot less fat too. She has him there. <laughs> Yeah, dude. If he could, if Zion could just get his weight under control, dude. There's no, you, you can't tell me there's anyone who can physically keep up with that. Dude. Yeah, he just, would be a monster. It's just tough when there's like seven flavors of Doritos that exist. Yeah, and you make fucking forty five million a year. So what's stopping you from getting those Doritos, man? Yeah, you get all the Doritos you want. Uh, he also Anton almost had a poster dunk on Embiid. Oh yes, yes. That that would have been anything else that happens. You just screenshot that and put that on any reply to a Philadelphia fan mm-hmm. of that dunk, and you're like, don't care, this happened. There's a, they're, they're, they're starting to get a little rivalry between the two fan bases there. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. noticing that on the X. Well, if we met them in the playoffs, it'd have to be in the NBA Finals. So I'm, I am one for one down for that. I'm sure Philadelphia fans would be down for it as well. Yeah, to so. rip on Minnesota yep. again. Yeah, they're actually pretty good at that. Uh, I also saw a guy on Twitter... You know, like you can pay to have your license plate be something custom. Yeah, he just did Nas Reed, so that's perfect. I'm surprised it wasn't taken yet. Yeah, yeah, just like uh, that one woman on Jeopardy. She named her cat Nas Reed. Yeah, yeah, that's rock star shit. That is rock star shit. And uh, Nas Reed's just a fucking. He's so fucking good. He's so good. It's like he has to be the most popular. I don't think he's like an off the bench guy, but he's certainly not like a top three on the team. Yeah, I think if you ask like an average NBA fan uh, who Nas Reed is, I would venture to say a lot of them wouldn't really know who he is. The average fan would probably not know yeah. who he is. I mean, he's a he's a depth guy for the yeah. most part. I mean, he's still a rock star, but he's not like he's not Ant. He's not Cat. He's not Rudy. Well, and it's so crazy too seeing these big guys like you know growing up, no big guys could shoot you know shit worth shit, and now it seems like every big guy who comes in the league can not only shoot but they can shoot from distance. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's man, it's been fun and we're we're gonna keep riding we're gonna keep riding it out. So I mean it's like I said, we we've said it every week, we're we're born again T Wolves fans, we're figuring it out. What it some like little kid commented on one of our wolves things, you guys don't actually care about the wolves, you just post memes. And I'm like, Okay, do you wanna pay for me to go to every game? Yeah. Cool. Well what that's that's what, what we do for the wild, dude. That's what we do. What do you want me to do? Yeah, man. We we're we're not really that serious. We like to make jokes. I love when people just assume we're rich. Like every time we sit in the nosebleeds at a stadium, they're like, Oh, can you uh can you even hear from down, from up there? Or like, oh, cobwebs, like that's where the true yeah. people, that's where the true fans sit, the that, upper decks, okay? Dude, oh my God, that reminds, I haven't sat that high at, at any sporting event in a long time. And, at the uh, Whiteout game? At the Whiteout game. And it was still over $100 a ticket to sit yeah. up there. Where, so where were you then? We were like in the end zone that the Vikings were heading to in the first half. We were in the corner. Okay. One of the yeah. corners up there, section like 326. And just some of the shit you hear around you, like you just hear gibberish being yelled oh, yeah and then jake and i would turn around and start laughing oh and yeah he, there was this one guy who had like a and the whiteout thing is hilarious too because people will just wear anything that's white mm-hmm. like one guy had a like an old ap away jersey and like a bass pro shops hat on and he was wearing cargo shorts <laughs> we were like whiteout game Fuck I even yeah. saw, um, there was like packer fans they're wearing packer jerseys but they wore they at least participated in the whiteout and they wore white yeah. packer jerseys yeah so shout out that's to friendly fire on them they probably didn't see that one coming <laughs> no they were like you know they're oh my season tickets to viking games so i can cheer against them i'm gonna wear my away packers jersey so that it sticks out and then next thing you know yeah boom we were uh last year we were given free tickets to the opening game um the packer vikings game um and 
is just Jake and I ended up going, and the tickets are literally against the wall. Yeah, like the upper decks, like your backs were leaning against the wall. And guess what? It wasn't even that bad of a place to watch. No, no, no. It's they they design stadiums these days to literally not have a bad seat. Like they not they, a bad seat in the house. They used yeah. to not think that out and just put as many seats as they could mm-hmm. physically possible. You see and now some of those, they think about like old stadiums where like <laughs> they literally have a pillar in front of the seat. Like dude, what the there's. Fuck? There's a guy on Twitter who has, has is traveling around the country going to every stadium that has a yes. seat like that. I think his Twitter page is called Obstructed Stadium Views. Mm. Where is this funding coming this from? Is how is how is this his life? That is like the ultimate dude's rule type moment is there's a guy who is paying to travel around the country to find every stadium with a shitty seat. To have the worst view possible of a sports game. That's, yeah. that's such a great bit. It's insane. So yeah, you won't find any here though. You might have found one at the Metrodome here or there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or, Just because they have to twist the dimensions for the different, because they had both baseball and uh, football. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, last thing I have on the Wolves is uh, Nick Lewis on his personal Twitter, a guy who helps run our, our pages, threw out his own Timberwolves Brazil-style tweet. He posted someone twerking in a Grinch suit. Did you see I that? I saw that, yes. That's outrageous. Yes, so. dude, that's great. And um, yeah, shout out Timberwolves uh, Brazil. You see they were in Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, we talked, we talked about that last week. Uh, even... Um, our guy Najee Thompson showed up to the uh, to the Vikings whiteout game in like a white furry, t- like a furry. Timberwolf suit. So it's God. this culture has has seemed to just take over the state and let alone the country. Dude, I'm so glad we got Najee in here. He's such a cool dude. And then like I feel like ever since he's been on our pod, I've just been seeing him a lot more, just yeah. like out doing things. And yeah, yeah that's it's awesome. He's yeah, he's got a great personality, and he lets it show on and off the field. Yeah, so. and uh, dude, he's also um, going back to sorry to last week's game when we lost to the Bengals. That was an IQ play. Like at the very end of the when game, he, almost forcing a push, fumble. Push the guy into his blocking, own. Yeah. yeah, blocking him into the kick return. It was super smart. And honestly, like it, if things play out a little differently, the ball hits one of them. Najee picks up and scores a touchdown. Right. I'm pretty sure he was the only one in that stadium who knew that that was a legal rule because yeah. the whole stadium started booing. And then I think everyone, the announcers, even had to call in. I think it was Blandino or someone yeah. and said, "Hey, like, is this legal? Yeah, that's perfectly legal. If mm-hmm. you push." The only way it could be obstructing the, or it was, what is it? What is it? Is it, uh, what's the call if you run into the kick returner? Running into the kick returner? Is that what the rule's called? I don't think it's called that. Yeah, I, I actually, don't, probably uh, interference. Yeah, yeah, or fair catch interference, yeah, whatever it is. The only person that can get called on that penalty is someone on the other team. So yeah. if you push someone from that team into that person and they fumble, that's a perfectly legal play. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of so, like, you got to be um, smart as someone defending the ball carrier. Yeah. Best gunner in the league. I've been saying it. But yeah, he wore the furry thing. And that <laughs> been was saying it for how long? <laughs> yeah, for like four weeks there since we I've go. known him, since I met him. Um, all right, final team to talk about the Wild. Three straight wins, two against Boston, which is... Boston fans are heated, by oh, the way. I bet. <laughs> Dude, they're playing, they're playing the Iowa Wild right now, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, and they're I mean, losing. <laughs> it's, I don't... Zuccarello's out, Brodeen is out, Spurgeon's out. But we have the guys, the young guys are stepping up, and that's what's making all the difference. Brock Faber, Faber is, is fucking He's awesome. looking like a Norris candidate as well, yeah. how well he's been playing. And then Marco Rossi, someone who last year could not get it going for the life of him, is he's honestly, he's not a superstar, but it looks like maybe one day he could be. It's panning out. And uh, better yet, I think he cemented himself as someone who's going to be in the league for a while when he just decided to have a Gordie Howe hat trick. Dude, that was not on my bingo card for this year. Out of anyone who's going to get um, a Gordie Howe hat trick, I would not have seen Marco Rossi doing it. I was straight up, I was in my room folding laundry or something, and then I hear, and Marco Rossi has dropped the gloves, and he's fighting, and I hear the whole arena going nuts, and I was like, wait, what? Like, that must that must have been a, like a, 
a misunderstanding or they must have thought that was someone else. Yeah, well, I think uh, he was standing up for someone. Tr- someone took a run at Kaprizov, Yeah, right? someone yeah. took a run at Kaprizov, and then Rossi goes, fuck no, I don't no. care if I'm half your size. I'm going to throw a few punches. Did he hit any? I don't <laughs> no, think so. You can tell he's not a fighter. Did he get knocked out? Maybe no. he did for a second. <laughs> or, yeah, but, um, yeah, when I heard... When I heard Marco Rossi dropping the gloves, I thought that the announcer fucked up and was reading off Duhame or something on the national broadcast. That was that was awesome. No, yeah, my respect level went right through the roof for yeah. him after that. Again, it takes it takes balls to drop drop gloves. Anything can happen when you do that. You can get embarrassed in front of you know eighteen thousand people right in the stadium. So when they say you know he changed up his skating stride, he got stronger, and it's showing. He's, yeah, he's he's he, all over the place. He definitely looks thicker, for lack of a better word. He looks like he's not going to get knocked off the puck nearly as easily. No, yeah. no. He's still got to get thick enough to win a fight, but he's got a couple guys on the team that can consult him on that. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing about the Wild right now, 7-3 and three in their last 10, which is great, but their record's only 15-13-4. They're second to last in the Central. I, I that's crazy. That is yeah. crazy that you can go on a run like that and still essentially be in the cellar. So when they beat Montreal uh, last Thursday, that was their first time over 566 days, which yeah, felt, over two months. Yeah. Like literally since maybe about a month into the season yeah, or a little less. So, but Hey, 15, 13 and four, um, you can definitely build from here and playoffs are a real realistic possibility. Now who would have plenty of time a month ago. You wouldn't have said that a month and a half ago. You definitely wouldn't have said that the John Hines trade, or trade that John's Hines signing is definitely doing something for the team. Yep, no, it's great to see. And have, uh, uh, despite the fact that Bill Guerin's in a bit of a, of yeah, a firestorm with the, with the front office right now, so the the guy who basically said that he was verbally abused and the wild parted ways, which Andrew Hoyt or whatever. Yeah, and for everyone who was saying, shouldn't this be illegal? Like you shouldn't like if you if you tell someone about a problem in the workplace, you shouldn't be fired, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they fired him. It said mutually separated, but I guess a lot of times when people say that it's never actually mutually. But If you're willing, though, to tell the public about your boss and how much you don't like him, I don't think that you're going to have the balls to show up to work the next day. Yeah, especially a, as public job is what he has. And I'm also not going to lie. Like, have you have you ever like watched like an NHL 24-7 HBO thing? Have you seen how the coaches talk to the fucking players? It's an F-bomb every second. It's berating everyone. That's the culture, Billy G. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what happened. I don't know if Billy G. I, did yeah, this either. to his to his uh, employees or whatever. I'm just saying, like, it's hockey. Yeah, that, that's how people talk in hockey. Like, it just is. I'm sorry. Well, and we we t- we talked about it on the podcast last week. Like, Bill Guerin has verbally abused us. Yeah, hundred percent. that he has, and we loved every minute. of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's he's just that's just the way he talks. So yeah. I, who knows what he said? If he said anything bad? If he didn't? We don't know that. But dude, I in Pee Wee's, my Pee Wee A coach would kick fucking trash cans at kids, and you guys are fucking pussies. Yeah, that we're 13 years old. Okay, like yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure Billy G's not doing that to his employees, right? But I'm just saying there is some this this culture in hockey where the people at the top do tend to be kind of harsh. Joel Embiid would not survive on this team. Not not many NBA guys would. I, I don't. Th- I don't. I think they would. They would run to the papers about it too. So who knows? But for everyone who's saying not a good look for Bill Guerin in the front office. The team is producing results. They, they are, surprisingly. And um, it's weird. It feels like there needed to be a shift in culture because uh, we're starting to get some dubs. But well, I wish there was more clarity to what was actually yeah. going. Everything is still in the dark. So it's like we're just sitting here speculating. We don't even know. And they may never tell us what happened. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe, maybe we'll two know. years from now we can get it out of Billy G. Yeah, but. yeah. But um, whatever. <laughs> the team's winning. So fuck it, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and also... 
like from what I read too, um, like the Minnesota Wild hired like an independent law firm to do an investigation, which I guess is pretty normal. Yeah, that, that, that happens that, all the time because you don't want to do an internal one because there's obviously going to be conflicts of interest, Bias, right? Yeah. yeah, but um, apparently the um, they didn't find any reason to fire Garen based on this third party investigation. Yeah, it, it's it's bad that we even have to have an investigation, right. but right. maybe it was the same lawyer who gave us a C and D. Probably was. Fucking Fuck that guy. Shit. <laughs> Um, the last thing I got to say on the Wild Flowers won two straight games and is only I think two wins behind second all time behind Patrick Waugh. So yeah, it's getting I'm getting a little sad because the season keeps progressing and we know this is the last year of a flurry. Yeah. I'm excited for Volstead, obviously, but uh, it, it's been so cool just watching a bona fide Hall of Famer play for the team. Well, and shout out to Flurry for basically saying that he's not done yet because then they can't do a whole victory tour for him. It just proves how he doesn't really care that much about himself and cares mm-hmm. about the team and yeah. so many other things so much more because he easily could have said this is my last year and then every arena would have honored him and given him the Mariano Riviera. Yeah, okay. he just doesn't give a shit about any of that. He doesn't want the Coach K treatment. He's He wanted to just go out and then just probably you know write a, a quick letter saying he's done and then do a little victory tour after. But while he was still playing, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So do a little players tribune article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't need the flowers. He didn't want to play in Pittsburgh. And yeah, yeah. So one. My only last thing to say about the Wild is uh, it's not even really about the Wild. Um, I looked at the Blackhawks record for the first time today. Mm. And they are so much worse than the they're wild. Wor- yeah. yeah. Dude, their fan base is so fucking loud about how great they're going to be and how favor sucks and shit like that. Have you been seeing this? Too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they're fired up that people are saying uh, Brock Faber could be the, the Calder winner. But yeah. it's also like, how can you give it to Bedard when he's, I mean, he gets like what a, I mean, he's getting like What's a goal that? a game, What's which is, stats what are his stats? Yeah. But Faber's delivering so much more value in terms of what their team needs. 100%. That was um, oh, CJ Bedard. Bedard. That's Who's that? Right. That's uh, the quarterback for Jacksonville last. CJ <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bedard, maybe a relation. Bedard NHL. That's Fucking how you have to deserve to find it. Okay, let's check out his stats here. Where's Cam when you need him? He's got six goals already. <laughs> Thirty-three uh, games, thirty points. So he's uh, he's near a point per game. Point pace per game. That's not, a, not a goal a game. Point as game. A, as an eighteen-year-old, which is incredible. Is, Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's this is what's probably hard to decide is what he's doing at a dog shit team more impressive mm-hmm. than Brock Faber filling in for two masterclass defensemen the Wild have been relying on for almost a decade. Yeah, right? and al- yeah, yeah. And also, like, you do not. And this is definitely when you're on a bad team, you really can't control that that much. But he, minus fifteen, it's like he's getting scored right. on a lot more when he's on the ice than, than his team's scoring. Yeah. But again, yeah. that does also doesn't take anything. He's a fucking superstar. He's going to be a superstar for a long time. And that Michigan goal he scored the other day was, was king shit. Yep. Yep. Zegers is back scoring in Michigan. I actually saw. I think I think there's a way to solve the Michigan. I saw from a I think it was like a minor league hockey camp <laughs> yes. or Pee Wee's or something. The goalie just straight up. Slash the dude in the slash, neck. Slash the kid in the neck. Yes. Yeah. And that's and then the kid fell over, the, the puck went off the stick, and that was it. Hey, so two minutes is better than a fucking goal. So Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't show that video to Jordan Bennington. He might try it. Oh, you hundred percent. I think it right. had it happened on him, right? Yeah, that did. That's who uh Badar did it on. Yeah. Which not a funnier person for it to happen on, but I think next time Bennington is definitely gonna do that. Ooh, turnover on down, go ghosts. Current score is nine to seven. Golfers. <laughs> Three minutes is it left true? Is it true that Cole, so Cole Kramer has? At least this is what my dad was telling me. So so take this with a grain of salt. I don't know if if only Jake was here. Apparently Kramer has never actually started a game and announced like later this season that he was going to stop playing football. He was going to you know go to 
law school or do whatever. He was going to continue with his life beyond football. And then Kaliak Manis announced he was transferring, and then Kramer's like, okay, well, I'm going to play one game, I guess. Very. That's so this, actually this is, I think this is his first and last start and as a college football player. Let's say he goes off the second half. What if he maybe shows, oh, gosh, they're screaming Dude, what's going over on there in there? the office next to us. I like it. That's, this is a fun work it, This is a great place to work. It yeah. is. Yeah, but hey, maybe he even wins the job with the second half performance. Let's that would see. be insane yes. if <laughs> it was like quarterback controversy next year in Minnesota, like – we we're bringing in one of the top transfer transfers from the FCS New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and uh, Cole Kramer beat the Bowling Green. What, what are they even called? Ro- Bowling Green. Some oh, shit. What are they? They have a hilarious mascot. Um, he's he's a Eden Prairie kid, right? I yeah, heard, yeah. He's a yep. local kid. Yep. Um, Bowling Green. What are they? They're in Ohio. In case you were wondering, uh, mascot. They are the oh well, Freddie and. Free to the Falcons. Are they the Falcons? Yeah, the the Falcons. The Bowling Green State University Falcons. Yeah, probably. I'm guessing. And and, and they have a male and female mascot. Yeah, they're fucking and they're reproducing for the future. (laughs) There we go. So fornication. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, if if I mean they could win sixteen to nine, and there could be a quarterback controversy in Minnesota. You never know. Hey, we'd welcome it. All right, that does it for Minnesota sports. Uh, before we get into a bit of the week, we got to do our weekly underdog pick em segment. So before I get into that, if you guys don't know about our good friends at Underdog, they're the best place to get in on the action on sports. It's Underdog Fantasy, specifically their pick em game. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite or your least favorite players. I know I'm going to be betting lower on some of the Packers players this week because fuck them. And uh, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. So Underdog keeps it super simple to use their easy website and mobile app. Pick between two and five players when you fill out your pick entry. And if you get every single one of those right, you get to take home some cold, hard cash. So if you want to get started on Underdog Fantasy today, you can use code 10K. That's 10K. You'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Once again, that's code 10K on the Underdog app or at www.underdogfantasy.com. And so every week, folks, we go into our... Uh, our picks here for the for the next weekend. We pick three each. If you miss it, you get a goose egg. And uh, the hilarious thing about this is Wags hasn't been here in a few weeks, and he actually has more points than me. I'm feeling good, Jack. I'm wanna, feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read off the standings? Yeah. So, I mean, are these even in order? Oh, here we go at the bottom here. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jack, journalist Jake is has been crushing it. He has 10 points. Yep. Um, and I'm somehow in second place despite missing all this with five. Jack has four points, and somehow the betting king himself, producer Cam, has two points. That's because it's not college basketball, so yeah. Cam is, <laughs> just doesn't even know what to do with himself. Cammy's college basketball picks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, you go first. What do you got? Okay, I like Dak Prescott. I think if Nick Mullins can throw for 411 yards against Detroit, I think that Dak Prescott can easily throw over 278 yards, so I'm doing higher on that. Joe Flacco, okay, I'm on the Flacco trend. 1.5 passing TDs, that's boosted at 1.5. I think he can throw two. I definitely think he's been playing great. They seem to have something going there in uh, Cleveland with Joey Joey Flacco, who's elite, by the way. Yeah, he's elite, and he's almost 40. Yeah, yeah. People forget. (laughs) People forget. And then finally, um, this is like a give me pick every single week because it like always hits. Whatever Tyreek Hill's line is, just click higher, and Mm -hmm. you you tend to do well, 92.5. Um, yards is what he's projected playing Baltimore this week. I'm going to say higher than that. So yeah. those are my three picks this week. Tyreek Hill wants to be a Viking. He, People forget. <laughs> Future Viking. Future Viking. There we go. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to do Jordan Love lower than 230 and a half passing yards. Smart. Like I mentioned, 
Fuck the Packers. Fuck Jordan Love. This is a total homer pick, but we got to beat them in our own barn. Last week's game was a must win. This is a must, must win. Mm -hmm. This is a big time game. Even if we don't make the playoff, you got to sweep the Packers. That's a great stat. That's good for pride. It's New Year's New Year's Eve, too. The people are going to be getting after it. The stadium is going to be loud. Oh, yeah. Jaron Hall might ball. We'll see. We'll see about that. But um, I'm also going to do Chris Olave higher than 68.5. He's kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. You usually just click the higher button. There's just money in your account. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that. And then uh, David Njoku to score a touchdown, which is boosted at one and a half times. And Kramer just overthrew that guy by about 15 yards. No quarterback battle. So, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that drama might not be there next year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the funniest thing, too, is I don't know if you saw, but when the, when the Browns won, um, they played Christmas Eve as well, right? Mm. So the team put out a graphic of a ton of players putting ornaments on a tree and one has cookies and, and they put Najoku right by the fire. <laughs> and he even called it out. He goes, crazy move of y'all to put me right next to the fire. Cause if you don't know, he burned off like half his face earlier this year. cooking. I, so. I, I never saw that. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. He, um, and Joku does have the hardest picture of the year. He's walking in with that burn mask for Dude, pregame. He, he's also does a jacked with his fucking he's a shirt open. He's so, he's so fucking good. So I think he's going to, he scored one touchdown, at least a touchdown every game, and then two games ago he scored two. So he's got like three touchdowns in the – yeah, what's the math there? Four <laughs> touchdowns in the last three games. There we go. So let's have him score again. He's on one. He's absolutely on one. All right. Once again, folks, if you want to take these picks or other picks, just go to uh, www.underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app. Use promo code 10K to get your first deposit doubled. This is the most fun time of the year to get in on this because it's playoff push. Then it's going to be playoffs, Super Bowl, all that. Meanwhile, we still have hockey and basketball and plenty of other things on there. Uh, underdog Fantasy or Underdog App, promo code 10K. All right, let's take a really quick commercial break, and then we'll get into our bits of the week. 10K is proud to be working with and sponsored by Cultivated CBD. They have all great, they have all these different types of great CBD products from CBD sparkling soda to awesome gummies. My personal favorite is the Chris Hockey um, gummies. They just knock me out every single night. They also have all these awesome balms. Like they're kind of like icy hot, and you rub them on your neck or back or whatever's really sore, and the pain just melts away. Those that's my absolute favorite thing. But yeah, go check out Cultivated CBD. Give them some support today. Yeah, they have uh, THC sparkling seltzers that they gave us. Um, um, like three packs of our refrigerator. Right our now entire is refrigerator is full of them and they taste so good. You don't even realize how fast you're drinking them because you love them for the taste. And next thing you know, you got that delicious buzz and um, yeah, they're great products. So check out cultivated CBD for sure. All right, let's get to the end of the show. We have our bits of the week as always, just kind of our signature joke or funny bit of the week. I guess we'll start with you wags. What do you got? I got adult Christmas because, uh, it's a lot different celebrating Christmas as an adult. I mean, this whole entire, I guess the lack of snow didn't help, but like, did it really feel like Christmas to you at all this year? No, not really. And like the biggest reason that I'm saying that is different as an adult is I got socks this year for Christmas and I was absolutely pumped. I was socks like, are awesome. I was like, this is great. I need socks. I never buy them for myself. As a kid, if you get socks, it's the worst Christmas it's in worse the world. Worse than coal. Yeah. You're, you're pissed off at your parents for getting you, for getting you those gifts. But, um, uh, no, as an adult, things like socks will pump you up. I got a Yeti. I was pumped. I oh, was yeah. like, I can never have Wait, enough Yetis. Like a, like a, like a can one? Like, yeah, like, a, like um, it's tumbler, actually has like a removable a screw top, top. Yeah. And then you can like pour stuff Dude, in there. Dude, I got one of those last year. It's like my favorite 
thing to put liquids in. Oh yeah, I, I want to start bringing them to golfer tailgates and yeah. maybe have some schnapps with some uh, hot chocolate or yep. something. Do I think a Wally that'd be, style. That'd be super good. But yeah, that's just one thing. I'm, as I'm getting older, every single year, it's uh, Christmas is less fun, um, and you get more pumped for stuff that, as a kid, you would have been very, very like not happy with. Mm-hmm. Well, and this year didn't feel like Christmas, especially just because of how dark and uh rainy, rainy and non-snowy it was it's never rained during christmas in your lifetime has it no i, was thinking, I don't yeah. i maybe i can't really think of a time but there was when i was leaving to go to my aunt and uncle's for our family christmas on the 23rd i walked out of my apartment in lower town st paul and in mears park where i live by they have like loudspeakers that have christmas music that they blare on it and then all the trees are lit up and it was cloudy there was so much fog in the air that the skyscrapers above me were like hidden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's brown grass. The few people that are walking around are fellas smoking cigarettes and fentanyl and whatever else. <laughs> and I was just like, this is fucking depressing. Yeah. Like, this feels like wartime. Dude, you Apocalyptic. Do you remember um, we went to the Minnesota Wild um, office to interview Bill Guerin last year? I want to say it was around <sighs> that December. Felt, that felt like Christmas. Yeah, it was December 13th or 14th when we were interviewing him. And we were walking in St. Paul. It was covered in snow. Snow was coming down. The city looked gorgeous with yep. all the snow. It felt like Christmas. I thought we, It felt like we were in a legitimate Christmas movie, yeah. which is how, how awesome everything looked. Fast forward to this year. It is. It's gross. It was a gross looking Christmas. You looked outside. You had pools of water in your lawn. Well, yeah. Even if it didn't rain, like a brown Christmas sucks. But then you saw pouring rain on the forecast, and you're like, it can't get worse than that. Could you imagine how if it was cold enough, how gorgeous snowing on Christmas would have been? It would have been yeah, great. That's yeah. the only time of the year I like snow. Right. Is this time of year? Well, and now I bet we're gonna get dumped on in like two weeks, and it's yep. gonna get down to negative five. Yep. And, and it's gonna be what Christmas should have been. And again, Christmas time is the only time, or at least me personally, I'm pumped about snow. After that, yeah. It's after like, that, get get it out of let's here. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Let's like let's go to spring at that point. Remember like a month ago when I was bitching about the city of St. Paul and the way they manage their construction projects? Mm-hmm. I think they know something that we don't because they were able to get everything done like uh, about a few weeks ago. Now all the construction in the, in the streets is done. Everything looks great, works great, all of that. How, they banked on it not snowing until like all month. They had a meteorologist on staff. They're like, you guys are fucking good. Go. They're, dude, get that person in the weather booth. Like, yes. It's incredible how they... You know, they timed out these projects because I remember the whole entire city when I moved here in November was torn apart. And I go, well, the first snowfall, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Just, I had, just never happened. Remember, yeah, I'd have to take like a different road the first few times I was coming here every time. Yeah, it's so. such a, it was such a disaster. Everything looks great. They got it all done and we haven't gotten snow yet. So yeah. shout they, out to the city of St. Paul for figuring it out this year. I guess so. Um, all right. My bit is I'm, it's just trying to be a little more positive. I just have uh, quote unquote fucking rocks bit. I've just been being a little more open and honest about things that fucking rock. You know, we, we, we do as humans, we assume so many things rock, but we don't say it. Mm-hmm. So lately I've just been saying, Oh, that happened. That fucking rocks. That rocks, dude. And, uh, I think the most recent example was the university of Minnesota. I don't know if you got the, the famous phone call, but at the end of the year, you see university of Minnesota, they call, yep. Hey, thanks for being a season ticket holder. How was the year? How was your experience? And then, you know, they ask the famous question if you want to renew, so the guy asked me, and I go, you know what? I got to tell you, this team was so disappointing this year. They lost so many big games that they needed to win. It was hard to watch, but I had the time of my life at every game, so I will be signing back up for next year. There we go. It was probably the biggest 180 that they've ever heard. Like, they were waiting for me to say, fuck you. Unless you're going to pay me to get in the door, I'm done. I just basically bitched for like a minute straight, and then I said, you bet your ass I'll I'm be back, back next year. How did they respond to that? They're like, oh, I'm so great. So glad to hear that, Jack. You know, we... 
we we're thankful for people like you and blah 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 and and we'll be happy to have you back next year and it's so cheap man it's not yeah. like it's not like the vikings where they just apparently bend you over for an arm and a leg for season ticket prices like mm-hmm. go for football games if you go to enough of them there's at least two games a year that pay for that entire year. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing where you can buy all season tickets and then just don't show, don't show up to a game or two. Sell those tickets. You'll make your money back easily. Yeah. And, you know, even if in value wise, like it's probably over a thousand dollar value and we pay like two seventy five, three hundred for the year. Mm-hmm. They usually give you they don't like give you a gift, but you, you can usually do like the touchdown experience yep. or where you go, into, cool last you get, year, you get yeah. to go into the tunnel and watch the team walk out or they'll give you a go for hockey game or basketball game for free. So, you know, it's something. But mm-hmm. And also um, the stadium is designed kind of like U.S. Bank where there's not a bad seat in the house. No, no, no. Our seats are amazing. And, you know, like I said, I think we just as a human race, we need to do a better job of just telling people things, events that they fucking rock. Mm-hmm. So that's my bit. Yeah. It fucking rocks. All right, let's close out the show with uh, uh, buy or sell. So this is where, you know, we treat things like people places things like their stocks, whether we buy them, sell them, invest them or not. Go for football. That that one would be an interesting uh, <laughs> uh, unanimous sell. But like I said, I'll be back next year. So fuck it. Fuck them. Um, all right, let's start first with uh, Big Dick Nick Mullins. I think wow. there's only room for... One big dick, Nick, in U.S. Bank Stadium, and he played in the Super Bowl in yeah, 2018. He claimed the title officially. He had the so bigger dick. He, that's all that matters in the sport of football. Yeah, you can I, uh, buy him or sell him. Honestly, well, actually, the more I think about it, Nick Mullins, the, the, with some of the passes he makes, his balls have to be huge. He has to have some of the biggest balls in the NFL, okay? Because he just says, fuck it, and he just he yeets the ball. I, I'm obviously selling him. Like, again, he's he, he, one thing you can say about Nick, Nick Mullins is you're going to be entertained watching him. He's fun him to play. watch. Yeah, he is fun. However, he he just turns the ball more over more than he actually scores for you. And if that's your quarterback, you're not going to win games. 0-2 with Nick Mullins. Uh, let's let's see what Jaron Hall has the last two games. Let's evaluate him. Let's see if we truly need to draft a quarterback. Let's see what we want to do. I'm selling Nick Mullins. Yeah, I, I think I have to sell him too. I think as a backup or even maybe a third string, I think you got to buy him. But as a starter, there's just there's no way you can't you can't start someone who has four who had four interceptions mm-hmm. the game before. We said that was the Dobbs effect. You yeah. can't. Dude, remember he had another one of those uh, against the Bengals? He threw the most ridiculous interception in the world, right? He almost did the same exact thing again last week against the Lions. It's just, yeah, it's insane how someone in the NFL can throw the ball to the other team that much and mm-hmm. like, still have a job. But but and, then but then the 411 passing yeah, yards. Yeah, and, and he's dropping dimes sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see. If he could limit those, dude, he might be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right, and I think that's what separates the, the great from the good, from the average, from the backup, is, yeah. is those turnovers. Yeah. Josh Allen kind of leaks into the Nick Mullins category sometimes when he wants to. But. Dude, Josh Allen is why we won the game last year. Yeah. He's just doing dumb shit he shouldn't be doing. At least he can run, though, so that's cool. It makes it makes up for it. Kind of like Dobbs, except Dobbs just can't throw a football. That's the problem with Dobbs. But. Dude, um, uh, this, this is kind of off topic, but yeah, the Eagles played yesterday during Christmas Day, and uh, like the very first touchdown they get, they do the tush push, and my brother is just sitting there. He's like... Who the fuck wants to watch that? <laughs> he just yeah. starts screaming at the TV. It was so funny, man. Jake, uh, Jake told the story a few weeks ago about your brother buying tickets for his cousin. <laughs> yes. Are they still talking? Can you? I, I, I didn't want to bring it up in front of my parents. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I, he, I, he, I think they're still trying to go to a wild game to this day. So they'll figure it out, the two lovebirds. Oh, that's, God. Your brother and Jake's cousin. <laughs> what a world we live in, dude. <laughs> Fucking relationship from hell. Oh, uh, um, all right, uh, buy or sell rain on Christmas. We're probably both selling. Yeah, we, we just went on a big rant about it, but uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's. I guess it was interesting to have it one year, but let's just say if this keeps happening, it's, it would be depressing as hell. Positive on that, uh, no icy roads, no accidents. Yep. Probably significantly less accidents on Christmas, so that's cool. We actually, um, Haley and I, uh, driving back on uh, Christmas Eve, um, we hydroplaned. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so still potential. It, it was scary, but yeah, but at least like we, you know, we got control. It was fine, but um, it, that was actually scary. I've never hydroplaned before. Oh yeah, I've I've made that mistake before. It's it's basically like slipping too. Yeah, exactly. But uh, she she's driving, so she handled it well. Yeah, yeah. They always say in drivers' ed, drive in the tire tracks so the person in front of you do avoid yep. hydroplane. Look at that. Also, my last two trucks have had a button I press that like is meant for wet for like water. Mm-hmm. I don't think the button does anything. I d- but do you press it every time? I press it every time, okay. but it feels worse. So I always like, I feel like you just have some, as a truck owner and a truck driver, you have so much more confidence to be like, oh, it's it's raining or it's snowing. Who the fuck cares? Right. I, yeah. I feel like that is really yeah. nice. No, that, that part's nice. Um, yeah, rain on Christmas blows. Yep. That's the that's the public opinion. We concur. Um, all right, John Hines. You got to buy him. What he's done with this team um, since coming in has been absolutely awesome. Seven and three in their last 10. Dug themselves out of the cellar. Buying him 100%. I do, though, think could Dean have gotten him out of it? I do think it can. Based on the results, I'm glad that we made the decisions we did as a team. However, I I do every now and then sit and think, I think Dean might have been able to get him out of that lull. But, hey, John Hines is doing his job. He's doing it well. And, um Skull wild. The story was heartbreaking because Dean came to work that Monday morning, like full of energy. He had apparently like a big video that someone cut together. Probably not him. I don't feel like he knows yeah, how, to, like how to edit some video, video guy did for but him. about how to like be quick in transition, which is the first thing Hines said is we need to be faster in transition. So mm-hmm. he kind of stole that one from Dino. <laughs> Credit to him. I mean, you got to do the research, but um, yeah, I, who knows? And is, is Dean up for the job in, in Ottawa? Have, no, have I, they hired I, a head coach yet? I, I, I thought they did hire a coach and it wasn't oh. Dean. I could be mistaken, though. I'm not, I'm not up to date in Ottawa news. Yeah, I'm not either. I think Jay Woodcroft is still sniffing around up there. Yeah. He's, he's, still, uh, he's still available for a job, so crazy. That um, one crazy thing or, that I read was um, when Billy G did fire Dean, how they both just cried yeah. in his office. I just mean, two grown men who you thought were like complete emotional turtles. Just, yeah. They just lost it. Yeah, and... Um, that also just has me thinking more about the Billy G, you know, verbal verbal abuse allegations that went yeah, on. Yeah, would because it, Why why is he crying with, with with certain employees? But you know, you know what I'm saying. It's just a weird thing. It's super that's going weird. On. It's super weird. How could the same guy who verbally abuses one employee cry when he has to fire the other? I don't think that's the same guy. Yeah, right. I Are agree. they sure that someone else didn't yell at him? Are we sure that that wasn't like someone who looked like Billy, who like maybe <laughs> is just an equipment guy who showed up to work drunk or you something? You know, again, the details are so fucking muddy with this thing. It very well could be. Yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, I think you got to buy John Hines. He, <laughs> I'm gonna buy this person. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that human being. Um, yeah, I mean we we've been we've been raving about it on this show. He's he's done a great job. They say sometimes you just need to hear a new voice. Maybe that was it. Maybe mm-hmm. he. Maybe well, shout he, out to him. He also, um, he's leaving his family behind him. He's just coming here to coach while his yeah. family lives in Nashville, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah, so yep. that, that has to be hard, too. Yeah, coming to a, a weather-wise, a worse place to coach yeah. for, a, oh, for, yeah. coach for a, a team that hadn't been 566 days. Dude, I, I, I never think about that, too, as an athlete, going from, like, could you imagine getting traded from, like, the Bucks to the Vikings or something or like that? Or from, like, Las Vegas to Buffalo. Yeah, that just how night and day difference like, your uh, life becomes. Like, Alex Tuck went from... 
Went from uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights to Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Tough. Well, he, he got a little Minnesota in there at the beginning. Though, that's so. true. That's true. So he, he was ready. He was Dude, ready. For someone as good as Tuck, you wouldn't expect him to be on his third NHL team. I know. That's weird. Yeah, he's, he's just there with Greenway and <laughs> I forgot Casey Middlestad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Middlestad, this I remember the in, in, when we went to UND, the infamous Everton putting him up, like the picture of him yep. trying to do the pull-up at the combine. That he was looks hilarious. like a man now. Have you, you have seen him recently? Dude, I think he, he's got, a, he has a beard. I think he got bullied into becoming a man's man. <laughs> yeah, he, he started taking like the beard supplements. Dude, he can easily do five pull-ups now. Yeah, no, sh- <laughs> no kidding. He can, he can definitely just fuck up that pull-up bar. Uh, okay, next one, New Year's Eve. This is controversial because I know most call it an overrated holiday. What do you think? Yeah, I, I personally find it. I'm going to sell it. I'm a, I, I do find it kind of overrated. Um, I don't know. I guess that also has to do with I'm just not like a big bar guy. I think, yeah. you know, like a lot of people go to the bars to like interact with the opposite sex and stuff like that. And as someone who's been in a relationship for such a long time, it's just not nearly as fun as it used to be. And I don't know. So just like, and then everyone's like, "Oh, we gotta go! F- I'm gonna go find my midnight kiss." It's just all that stuff stressful. It, it, that that shit is annoying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm gonna sell it based on that. But I'm sure if you know my life is a little different, I'd probably be buying the shit out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it because I work uh, in my full time job. I work uh, New Year's Day. You every can't year. even celebrate. it. I haven't stayed up for the ball drop since 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. That's uh, which. But doing that has made me realize how overrated it is. Yeah. Like, it's just any other night out. Mm-hmm, it is. Although this year, if the Vikings beat the Packers, I'm buying it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that would make it a lot better. Yeah, I think so too. But even, even a loss wouldn't be that bad because you, you have another reason to drink. Good point. <laughs> That's a good point. And we get a better draft pick. And you get but, a better draft pick. Yeah, ever since I've started to take a sabbatical from New Year's Eve, not by choice, um, I'm going to sell it. And yeah, that's, that's an unbiased opinion. Clearly, is if, it, Jake, uh, if Jake was here, he would buy every share oh, of it. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I get to black he, out. He'd be like, "What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to work tomorrow, and I can get really drunk yeah. until the early part of the year." You bet. So, so you're for sure going to be uh, locked up for New Year's again? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to be staying in. Going to. I got to get up at like five, which is mm-hmm. which is insane. But um, I don't mind it. You know, I it. I do like it because working straight those like first 10 to 15 days, it gives me a good chance to lay off the sauce a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, help but, you think about the new year. Put your yeah. Life yeah. Yeah. I actually get to like work a lot and not have a re like, I don't have distractions. So I get to get a lot done both with my full-time job with 10 K it's, it's kind of good to start off the year. I think with a little health kick and a yeah. little focus. Yeah. Well, like, um, I hate busy season too. And, um, in January, my busy season will start up again. But one thing about that, I really, cause you're so busy getting tasks done at work. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to get tasks done for like 10 K or for like, Oh, yeah. after work, I need to make sure to get to work. It's so much easier to get like motivated and to, well, to check off the stuff on your list. Yeah. Cause you're like, I can't, I can't go to the bar tonight because mm-hmm. I have to work early again tomorrow. So I might as well just work and actually get shit done. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't wake up feeling like a piece of shit on New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's nice. You get to wake up to all the drunk texts and snaps and all that. And you're like, hey, it's 5 a.m. and I'm working. So, um, yeah. Okay. Next one KOC, buy or sell. I'm buying cock. Yeah. Uh, but, Lots uh, of cock. No, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people call for his head. And I, that, that's actually understandable. I mean, I, there's been a lot of stuff I haven't agreed with. I think that there's been times where we've had the lead late in games. And instead of being aggressive and going for the win, we play not to lose. And that's costed us a few times. However, this season, as much as people want to be like, this is KOC's fault. The dude has lost a starting quarterback, and he still has a team competitive. They still have him in the playoff race. And, hey, hell, if we win the next two games, odds are we're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Everything that he's done has been super impressive. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to buy KOC, and I'm just going to hope that he's going to keep learning and progressing as a play caller. 
I think it's hard to judge him this year just with the quarterback situation and all the injuries. So I think you just said that uh, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Apparently, KOC alluded to the fact that uh, TJ Hawkinson does no longer have a leg. Yeah, ACL and MCL are gone, though. So, Which is crazy because um, if you watch after he gets hit low – he like sprints off the field. Yeah, which they say though with ACL tears, sometimes you don't feel any pain until like a little later. That's crazy. You would just think though it would give out under it, right? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. He he might have fucked it up immediately after that. Have they said what Wanham's injury is yet? I have not seen enough. They had to bring out the cart, which yeah, was that's terrible. Never good. Never good. So, um, yeah, I guess I won't sell him yet. But if we're mid again next year, I think you got to start talking about it. Mm-hmm. The only theory I do like to think about is Brian Flores getting. Bumped up to head coach. I've I've heard a few people. Yeah. If yeah. there's if there's one path I do like, it's that one. Yeah, and but uh, it's just because like KOC is supposed to be an offensive mastermind, and when he has multiple quarterbacks throwing four picks, you're just sitting there being like, well, at least Brian Flores has his shit together on his side. Like, would he be a better like yeah. overall play caller? And who knows? The two years he was a head coach, you know, he had a winning record each year, right, which right. is crazy. And um. I just want to run it back with Kirk Cousins next year yep. and just pay fucking Flores whatever he wants for one more year and say this is the last year he'll be a D coordinator. Go and draft for the future, unless yeah. the future's Jaron Hall. Unless Jaron like, Hall can ball, then yeah, maybe we start him the last again as as we're talking. We don't know who's going to be quarterback, but yeah. um, uh, but if if Hall balls out these last two games. That'd be amazing, right? Yeah. I just, I, I do hate though. Everyone's like, we got to see Jaron Hall. Did you see that one drive he had? You could do the same with Nick Mullins. Did you, you see, see the one drive? Yes, you could say you can point you out those drives. two games. Yes, exactly. Josh Dobbs played great for two games, and then he forgot how to play quarterback exactly. for the rest of the year. So. There's just not enough. There, you know, the, the sample size isn't too big small. Enough. The sample exactly. size. I agree. Um, all right, final one I have on here is Twins Fest. So Twins Fest is I think in about a month. Yep. And I know for people at least over the age of like maybe 15, this is kind of a hot topic because Twins Fest happens annually in Target Field, but in the concourse area, which yep. is really goofy. Whereas when we were growing up, our parents, our grandparents would take us to it at the Metrodome, the same place where you could see eight male penises in a trough. Uh, and they'd have it on the field, and it was fucking awesome, but it's just not the same right now. So what are you yeah. buying or selling Twins Well, just, just to your point, growing up and going to Twins Fest was one of the highlights of your childhood as a yep. kid. It was so fun. You got to meet all of your heroes, all the great Get baseball autographs. players. It was so much fun, and it, it's a different ball game when you can't be on the field. Yeah. It really is. When you're in the concourse, and you, it's, it's not the same. No, and, it's not the same. And I, I do wonder if I never had the experiences as a kid. I, would I enjoy it now? Maybe, you know, but like it's just having to compare it to such like a, a, a glorious time in our past, I guess. It's just it's too hard to do. And I'm going to sell it just because it's so much worse than it used to be. Couldn't if you wanted an on field experience, I, I totally understand why you want to have it at Target Field, because that's where the team plays. They light yep. up the field. It's that's super there, yep. cool, especially when there's snow on the ground. But what if they moved it to U.S. Bank and they had yeah. all that space? Yeah. Because it's going to be after the NFL season's over. And you could do so much more. Yeah. 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 You could do like running the bases type thing. Not like you're going to put a field there, but you can do. You could set up 90 feet apart. That'd be easy to do you running can, the bases. Yeah. Ugh. They could do so much more room for activities. <laughs> that, and that's what matters. That, the end, but that was why it was cool when it was on the field. Yes. It, 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 well, they also, um, uh, the cool thing about US Bank, they do have like, uh, 
the old Metrodome, <laughs> like like plate and everything there. I don't know. I feel like they could do something. That actually is where the Twins Fest used to be, was at U.S. Bank Stadium, technically speaking. Exactly. And I bet, like, if you, you know, um, they can do amazing things with, like, the surface and stuff like that. I bet you could install a mini baseball field. Or you could do certain things to, like, make it feel a lot more homey. It right? would rule. Yeah. I think they need to at least think about it. Yes. I, I, I'm fully on the train. Let's move it to the bank. Yeah, move it to the bank. All right, well, that just about does it for another episode of It's a Bit, folks. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. As always, make sure you go to 10ktakesmn.com, read all of our awesome blogs, go to the shop. As we said in the beginning, the gritty Viking hats are available. You can actually find that in our pinned tweet or the bio of our Instagram page. Make sure to also go to the Listen tab to listen to all the other podcasts and follow us on all socials, 10K Takes. So thank you, folks, so much for supporting us. As always, listening to another episode of It's a Bit. We'll see you next week.